This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Westchester County Business Journal. I'm Peter Katz of the Westchester County Business Journal. New Rochelle's Commissioner of Development, Louise Aragon, went to Washington on January 16th to speak before a congressional subcommittee about bipartisan legislation known as the Build More Housing Near Transit Act. It's designed to promote more transit-oriented development around the country. New Rochelle was the only municipality invited. More than 30 projects are currently under construction or in development in the core of the city's downtown. I asked Aragon about his congressional appearance. Basically, it's the, the, the bill is to build more housing near transit, and they call it Build More Housing Near Transit Act. And the concept here is that there should be a focus along transit lines um, uh, to build uh, and develop uh, mixed communities uh, with a focus on affordable uh, housing. Why is it that they came to you to participate uh, in this? Is it because of what's happening in New Rochelle, or uh, do you have background elsewhere in transit-oriented development? Well, I personally have background in, in transit, but, but the reason why they came to us is because what's happening here in New Rochelle, which is exactly what the vision that they have uh, would be for the entire country, where cities like New Rochelle, their long transit nods, um, uh, would be um, uh, able to grow and diversify uh, and provide affordable housing. Uh, and, and the important thing here is that then it's housing that's near transit where you're really not vehicle dependent. So it really is a sustainable approach to growth. Um, so uh, they came to us because they saw that here in New Rochelle, we realized the potential of doing exactly that. And uh, in partnership with the elected officials and with the community, we were able to put together a plan where we indeed attracted investment. And um, it was not only a plan that uh, made sense, but a plan that was financially feasible for the, uh, the development sector. So, um, uh, so that is the reason why they want to hear from us and they want to use what happened here in New Rochelle as an example of what could happen across the country. Now, the bill itself makes particular mention of targeting middle-income families with 60 to 100 percent of the area median income. Uh, in what you've been doing in New Rochelle, are, are you able to reach that particular segment uh, demographic, mm -hmm. um, or are developers reluctant to do that and they're interested in really going after the, the luxury, the high end of, of the sure. market? Well, well, here in New Rochelle would actually require that a portion of the units be affordable. So developers don't really have much of a choice. Uh, if they don't want to do that, they would have to pay into a, an affordable housing fund. Uh, developments here in New Rochelle, they vary as uh, in terms of the depth of affordability. But we have some projects that go as low as 50% of the area median income. 
we very much focus on, uh, you know, providing housing for, you know, the nurses, the police officers, the firemen, you know, that actually, you know, uh, uh, need and we want them to live here uh, in our community. Uh, at this point, uh, where we are in terms of development, uh, we have exceeded the required number of affordable units. Uh, we are currently have 6,300 units approved, um, which would require that 10% of those, uh, um, uh, um, I'm sorry, 6,300 units approved, so it would require that 10% of those, 630, be affordable, and we actually are uh, beyond 800 at this point. So you're, you're above uh, any minimum, um, and uh, is it fair to say that the developers have had no problem in incorporating that number of affordable units into their projects? I would say that they incorporate them in different ways. Uh, I, I, they have no problem doing it because it is a requirement. Um, but um, some have chosen to do different things, uh, but the vast majority of the projects have the units in an, in an inclusionary basis, meaning that the affordable units are within the building. Of course, New Rochelle is ideally positioned for transit-oriented development. You're on Metro North. It's uh, roughly a half hour down to Grand Central Station, so it's great for, for commuting into New York City for those people who, who, who want to do that, who would like to live outside of New York City uh, and yet have an easy commute. What happens, though, uh, around the country where uh, you don't have the big cities that are on commuter train lines. Um, how can uh, transit-oriented development be applied uh, where you haven't quite yet developed your transit? So, so some of the municipalities along the transit line might not be in the immediate vicinity of a large urban hub like we are here, but they are near a method of transportation to that hub, uh, which is where jobs and, you know, are going to be. So these folks need to be able to get from their municipality to where the jobs are and where the services are. So uh, what this is uh, uh, allowing folks to actually be able to do that, not depending on the old, you know, uh, vehicle traffic jam on the highway kind of thing, and have easy access through public transportation. So I think that at different levels, there's always a potential for any municipality that is in and around a transit hub. Now, that's going to vary across the country and vary depending uh, on density, uh, uh, so the potential is different there. Um, but it, it, the, the good thing is that in more remote areas, you have more land, so there's more potential to do different kinds of development uh, if you have more land. As you go to more urban areas like New Rochelle, uh, uh, we have less land that's available, um, and, uh, and then the only option is to do what we're doing, which is to develop vertically. Right, uh, and for that you've created a uh, an overlay zone, a downtown overlay zone. And how has that uh, worked out for developers wanting to come in? Do they uh, find that right. it's, it's easy to uh, design to the code? 
Uh, I think that it was ski what we did when we created the overlay zone, which we adopted what we refer to as a form-based code, which is different than the typical Euclidean zoning code that we all used to. And in a form-based code, you really focused on the urban experience, meaning that how does one experience development walking down the street in the urban setting? Uh, that is, you know, there are very clear parameters uh, on the form-based code, and that has been a huge help because developers understand from the get-go what they can do and what they can't. And uh, we're not very flexible. Um, uh, we pretty much have the rules set, and developers have the choice of either adhering to those rules or not doing a project. One thing that you've managed to offer developers who want to come into New Rochelle uh, is a speedy approval process. Uh, how has that mm -hmm. been working out? And uh, after uh, developers are able to get approvals in, in a couple of months as opposed to a couple of years in other communities, do you find mm -hmm. that, that they have made mistakes or things have to be corrected uh, in buildings as they're opened up? Right. So um, the, the when we created the, the process that we now have in place, we, uh, our ultimate goal was to create a process that had certainty so, so that, you know, if someone came to New Rochelle to develop, they knew exactly what to expect and what steps they needed to take. And I think that that is why it's been successful. Part of that is because of what we've done, because we've done the environmental process, because we already worked with the community, um, and because of the form-based code and the overlay zone, uh, we are able to uh, do a quick review. It doesn't mean that the review is not detailed and careful. So uh, it's just because the rules are set and uh, we've done a lot of the background work. So I, I would have to say that um, the review is a quality review and one uh, uh, equal to what would be done in a different uh, municipality where it would take longer. Uh, but that only goes faster here because we have the process outlined clearly. And is it fair, fair to say that that outline tells the developer, this is what you have to do, and if you do this, you'll get your approval quickly? Is, is that uh, fair? Correct. That's, That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. When, when you testify before Congress, do you feel that this is going to become a, a, a political football in any way, or do you get a sense that there's genuine interest uh, in transit-oriented development and in making it available mm -hmm. for the demographic that, that they're targeting? Right. Uh, uh, or, or, it, or is this a, a kind of a political football? Is, the, is this a genuine concern or a political concern? I honestly think this is a genuine concern. This is being organized for by Up for Growth, um, uh, which is uh, a really amazing group um, that uh, you know promotes uh, affordable housing uh, and transitional development throughout the country. I've, I, I, this is my first time actually speaking uh, to Congress, but um, I have spoken at a number of conferences in Washington um, uh, about what we're doing here in New Rochelle, and folks keep on coming back to ask for more and more information. 
And, and, and this is uh, an outcome of one of the conferences that I, I spoke at uh, because Up for Growth was in the audience, and it was because of that uh, that they reached out to us uh, because they thought that uh, New Rochelle was the perfect example uh, for the entire country on how to do transit-oriented development correctly. Thanks to New Rochelle's Commissioner of Development, Luis Aragon, for joining us. I'm Peter Katz. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.